Welcome, everyone, to Decoding Devi, Episode 8. I am Brandon Hay. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at HayB3. I'm coming to you from uh, the IDP guy, so make sure to subscribe on the YouTube channel. Plenty of content going on there. And this week, we will start going over some of the 2022 NFL uh, draft prospects. So we will go over the running backs today. So... We're looking to uh, just go over some film and talk a little bit about the prospects for you. So those that uh, will be going over the film on YouTube, those that are listening on the audio podcast form, will be as descriptive as possible to uh, let you know what's going on. So just uh, not much going on in college football right now. There still is some news on the transfer portal side. Um, coming out today, it sounds like Caleb Williams might not be going to USC or Ole Miss or back to Oklahoma, uh, now being reported by on three that it might be Wisconsin. So that's something to look for. Um, if he does commit to Wisconsin, I will talk about that more in depth. But another big uh, signing this week was wide receiver Jermaine Burton going from Georgia to Alabama. Um, there was talks that he would go from um, Georgia to Ole Miss with JT Daniel, but that did not happen, and he's going to Alabama. So Alabama's losing Jamison Williams, so they're trying to um, replace him. So Jermaine Burton is a deep threat, um, not as much speed as Jamison Williams, so it's going to be a little different. But um, at least, you know, Projecting what will happen, he'll be the number one guy. And then be questioned because uh, Alabama brought in a good wide receiving group last year in a guy, Hall, Ja'Cory Brooks, Christian Leary, and JoJo Earl. Um, in the national championship game, Ja'Cory Brooks and Guy Hall got more run. So they were kind of thought of to be the front runners. But with Burton coming in, if he gets the one, then I would imagine um, Hall and Brooks would kind of uh, battle it out for that other position. Jojo Earl is more shifty, speedy type guy. He could be in the slot, but then there are also bringing in uh, a lot of athletes and wide receivers in this freshman class. So it'll be interesting who stays and who transfers out for Alabama. And also they um, got the talented Jameer kids coming out of the backfield. So that will be more catches um, there. So the offense definitely got better. Saban said if they didn't put any regulations, then, you know, they would be sorry and he would continue to get players and he did not uh, disappoint there. So looks like Alabama will continue to um, improve and look to, um, you know, get the national championship next year. And for Jermaine Burton, this is um, an upgrade. Obviously I had him at 18 overall anyway, because he was in the transfer portal. So I liked his um, talent. I like his talents in going somewhere from Georgia to a more pass happy offense. So he might move up a couple spots there, but a very good landing spot for him going into his junior year, and um, you know getting that Bama draft capital if he plays well, then could help himself get into the second or maybe even you know the first round. So now we'll go into the um, the the running backs that we're going to talk about today. Okay, so you know the top three running backs. I think after I think there's a top two, a little bit of a break, and then a you know the third one, but then a huge break from the top three. Um, I don't know if any of them will be first round draft picks. They are not as thought of as elite as um, the the classes before, 
but I think these three are very good and when the right situations could be very fantasy relevant and could, you know, uh, contribute right away. So let's go ahead and start. First of all, we've got uh, Brees Hall. Um, he's one of my favorites, you know, ever since his freshman year. As you can see, um, he's had production each year. Um, good amount of touchdowns. Um, you know, he's a receiving threat with yards and, um, you know, catches. And for Iowa State, they did not have very much else, as you can see in the analytics for Brees Hall. Um, his dominator percent percentage is over 40 for this year. Yards per team play over 2.08. And his receiving market share is 11.5, which is very good for a running back. Um, so the analytics, you know, analytics are, are, are pretty good for Brees. And if you watch the film, you know, he looks very good, very balanced. Um, so a lot of people question maybe his, um, you know, how he'll test and if he is really elite, but I think he's very good at a lot of aspects. So for these running bats where, you know, there's highlights of their blocking, you know, mostly pass blocking, um, you know, their different um, runs and running styles. We're looking at balance, you know, their vision and different things like that. And then also their um, pass catching. So let's go ahead and take a look at Brees Hall. So this first play is going to be a, uh, a a pretty long run for Brees, so let's get it started. This is against Baylor. He does run out of the shotgun qu quite a bit, I think most of his snaps. So as we go, see, I like um, with, I think Brees Hall, one of his great things is his vision and his ability to cut. So, and he's um, very decisive with his decisions. So... As you can see, he cuts, then he gets outside and is able to, um, you know, get show his speed. He doesn't have blazing speed, but he has plenty of speed to have long runs and has a good burst. So that was a 30-yard run against Baylor. And as you'll see, this replay a little better. So he comes straight up at the line. See this big gap. So um, he kind of comes up to the line. And then um, he's going to cut to the left and break a tackle, break another tackle, break three tackles, and then run outside and get a good five, ten yards. And he doesn't just go out of bounds, which I like. I like he, he tries to fight for every yard. This next play is going to be a, um, a reception for him. A lot of his uh, catches are just little um, outlets, but he does a lot after the ball. After he gets the ball, he gets this right here. He goes straight up field. Um, is able to cut back, use a block, and able to get past, you know, for uh, uh, over 20 yards. So, and this next play is going to be a 40-plus yard run. So let's watch this. So it cuts to the left. You know, it was blocked pretty well, but he shows the burst in speed to get past. And, um, you know, he does get caught right there on the ankle. So you would like to see a little more speed so he can break that all the way. But plenty of speed for a 40-yard um run as the replay will show you know i what i like let me actually go back and show this again what i like is he has kind of a levion bell type um running style where he's very patient he hesitates kind of goes slow to the line and then makes his break and then you know turns on the burst um like that so as you can see when he comes up 
He's going to slowly come up, then cut through, and then starts the burst to get outside and is able to beat a lot of defenders to the outside. You know, in, the, in this, um, he's going to get a touchdown right here, just cuts the outside, and you see, um, you know, he's just able to kind of run over that defender. So let's run that again. So it's a simple play. Um, he's going this outside. It's blocked pretty well, but someone does. Um, a defender is able to get him around the two-yard line. So what I like is he, you know, keeps turning his legs and goes, you know, three yards in the end zone. So he can be used in the goal line. Um, so I think he can be used on every down in the NFL. He probably won't be because NFL bats aren't really doing that anymore. But that's what I like to see. So let's watch this play right here. Um, yet again in the shotgun, he gets the ball, cuts outside, you know, has the good speed to get a nice, you know, over 30-yard run there. So the replay right here, you'll see he kind of slowly goes up to the middle, and then that's what I like. You know, he, he forces the middle um, and then, you know, draws the defenders in and then cuts it outside. He doesn't run outside immediately. So there he stops and then cuts outside and is able to beat this defender outside. So he has enough speed to get outside that defender and then gets cut off with that defender with the um, with the edge. So this is a, a reception by him. Um, he just kind of comes out. See, it's just lofted in the air. Um, it's a nice catch. And then hurdles someone and is able to get a nice little gain right there. And this is the last play is going to be a receiving TD. So he catches it out there and makes a nice move on the defender and is able to walk in the end zone. So, you know, he's a, a, a double threat like that. So the um, next play is going to show his um, that he can score on long plays. This is against Kansas State, and it's going to be a 75-yard run. We'll see him go up to the line right here. It's well blocked. Um, he doesn't really do anything. He just, you know, runs past, but is able to see his vision and cut through the right hole. Then once he gets outside, he turns on the the um, the burners, and he almost gets caught, but he is able to beat that um, defender. Like I said, that is that would be one knock on Brees is he doesn't have the elite speed, but as you can see, you know, he just he does have enough speed to um, and burst his football speed, so he's able to make big plays um, there. So the next play is going to actually be a um, where he's uh, pass blocking. And this is not one of his best. Uh, this actually is one of uh, a pretty good effort. So let's do this again. I was getting it confused with another play. So you're going to see this linebacker coming in, and he's going to make the nice block right here. Good form. And allows for um, the quarterback to um, get a nice pass out. This is another little run. He goes, follows his blocks and shows a little power there. Here he is at the goal line. He's able to, you know, just score right there. Um, not much there. They block very well. It's going to be another pass for him. I like that he finds uh, the open zone down there, makes a couple of people miss, and gets extra three, five, five yards. So he's very uh, shifty with the ball and is able to always go forward um, and, and work with that. 
So the Nets play, I it's another, you know, Le'Veon Bell type run where he comes up slowly um, behind the uh, blocker, kind of stops in the middle, stops on a dime, and then cuts quickly outside and is able to get a big gain. We'll watch it again. See, the, the blocker, the center is actually pushed back, but he stops there, doesn't force his way into a bad hold, has the good vision to stop and then cut outside and then is a, has the speed to run past the one edge defender, and then um, one of the defensive bats eventually catches him. So here was a play where he was out wide, um, lined up as a wide receiver. They did not do this that much with him, but um, that's what they and then, then they motioned him into the backfield. So he just goes out for a little pass. Has good blockers in front of him, follows them, breaks the tackle, is able to cut the outside for eight yards. Um, ju just, you know, nice design. And then this play, he's cutting to the outside and, um, you know, just shows good burst through the hole, gets a good 12 yards. All right, now we'll move on to the uh, Oklahoma State game. So um, watch this play. You know, um, so he's, it's just a run up the, up the middle. Um, Actually, let's go back even more. So, okay, this is a play. This is the play I thought it was earlier where he misses a block on the blitz. He's lined up in the shotgun offset to the uh, to the quarterback. And this time, unlike the Baylor game, he did not show good pass blocking. So it's kind of a delayed blitz. And then the defender comes and he misjudges where the defender is and, he, and he's able to come and sack the quarterback. So he doesn't show this a lot, but I like to, you know, just highlight that, that he does, you know, um, there was a couple misses on pass blocking that he would need to improve on. So the next is um, just a nice run up the middle of the shotgun, just straight up the middle, gets about, gets hit around six yards, but he, you know, has some power to get a couple extra yards. It's what I like in running bats and in Brees, that he always is able to show his power and run for a couple extra yards. Here's a run to the outside. He, um, you know, is able to um, sidestep a defender and kind of run through that. So that's very nice. And here's going to be another block. It's going to be a fake um, end around. And here's Brees right here, halt here to the side. He's going to make a nice block on the defender so that uh, Brock Purdy can get, you know, um, five or six yards. So he knocks the defender all the way off, clears a clean path. And then um, Purdy is almost able to get the, um, the first down. Next play is a run to the outside. He cuts to the right. Then there's a defender coming, and he cuts back inside, which is nice, and falls forward for three or four extra yards. That's what I like about Brees Hall and what, um, you know, a lot of bats in the NFL that you would like is just always getting those extra yards because – you're not always going to have wide open lanes for 50 yard gains, but on it's on the two or three yard uh, runs. If you can fight um, back through the defenders or make a guy miss to get those five or six yards, those really start to add up and provide a lot of value. And here's the last play of this game. He's going to get a four yard touchdown. He's at the four yard line in the shotgun yet again. Um, this is good because the defenders kind of broke through the line but he's able to um, change direction. So he was going to the right, then cuts back to the left, which um, I really like that, you know, he doesn't have to go to the, you know, same direction every time.
Now this next bit, but bit of clips is against Iowa. He's this the whole um, team struggled against Iowa and losing to them early in the season. But this uh, first one is going is going to be actually one of his runs. This is another one where he goes out wide, motions into the backfield, hits the ball, kind of goes to the right, um, does a little cutback to the middle, and is able to run over. Um, one Iowa defender to get a nice little eight-yard gain. The next right here is going to be a pass. Kind of does a circle route out to the middle. Um, is wide open, catches the ball, goes straight upfield, makes a guy miss, and then um, gets the extra yard yards there. This is going to be another block. It's going to actually be a cut block by Brees, and um, he gets enough of the defender. Not the not the best block ever but he gets enough of the Iowa defensive end to allow Purdy to get the pass off, roll it again. He cuts him right there, makes him stumble a little bit, plenty of time to get a pass out and get a first down. And the last one of this um, Iowa game is going to be another run. This is another replay of it. Right here, the cut block gets the Iowa – Defender low and uh, makes him stumble, so they can do that. So here's another run, cuts the outside, um, cuts again inside, and kind of weaves through defenders and carries uh, number 28, a defensive back, for two or three yards. So um, just really like like uh, Brees Hall. I think he's really um, an all-around good back, can catch the ball, you know, good runner, um, has, you know, hesitation moves, can has nice burst. Lets the top end speed, so I think he lets you know elite ceiling, but he does a lot of things very well. And if he could go to a team that needs a back like that, maybe if the Buccaneers lose some of their players, um, their running backs, let them go like Leonard Fournette and um, and Ronald Jones. Um, another place I would really like to see him is uh, for Atlanta, the Falcons, um, because they definitely need some help with their uh, with a running game. I think even him not being elite, he's still a very good running back, and in the right system, he could put up elite fantasy numbers even if his skill set is not elite. So the next back we're going to uh, talk about is going to be Isaiah. Oh, so there is still another clip of Brees Hall. Sorry about that. Um, this is one against Texas, another long run where he um, goes to the left and weaves in and out and shows the speed against that Texas defense. So he gets a really nice touchdown there. And this is um, another run by him, a nice spin move. He kind of does hesitation and stops on a dime and then is able to get outside against Texas. So just shows a more of a variety of um, – so next we're going to move on to Isaiah Spiller from Texas A&M, another very impressive back. Um, so looking at his numbers, um, he's – you know, same with uh, as Brees, you know, played his freshman year, sophomore, junior, has good numbers, not as many touchdowns, but also is a good receiver and has good yardage, um, actually has a lot of receiving touchdowns. His dominator uh, is only 22%, yards per team play 1.5, and uh, receiver market share is 12.02. Spiller had to share more time in the backfield with Devin Achang, uh, so he did not get – um, you know, as many carries as Brees and also Texas A&M were not in as many close games as Iowa State was. 
So they he did not necessarily play in the third and fourth quarters all the time. So that um, is partially has to do with the dominator and the um, and the yards per team play. So let's go ahead and look at Isaiah Spiller. So this first play is going to be a 16-yard run against Bama. He didn't do much against Bama, but did show some nice things. He also is number 28 in the backfield and runs in the shotgun quite a bit. So let's go ahead and roll it here. He um, doesn't necessarily hesitate as much as Brees Hall does um, going into the hole. He, he kind of just hits the hole and, um, you know, uses his power and some of his slashing ability. So here he cuts back. Uh, makes uh, the defender miss and then gets extra yards there. So that that's nice for him. And this is going to be a little screen. Uh, makes the first defender miss and then comes out wide, cuts back, and then cuts back outside for a nice 9 or 10 yards. Um, big thing on this is he was, you know, got contact around a yard before the uh, first down. And he's able to carry the defenders extra three yards to get that first down. That's one of the most impressive things for Spiller, I believe, is just um, his strength. Um, one of the things we'll show, you know, later on is I think there's a little bit of inconsistency of how he breaks tackles. Sometimes I feel like he goes down a little too easy for his size, but a lot. Of, but I did see an improvement this year from his sophomore year of being able to break more tackles. So this next play is going to be one where he runs for a touchdown. There's actually a couple uh, replays of this, so we'll just run it through. He goes straight up the middle, gets tackled, kind of rolls on the defender, and reaches out for the 16-yard uh, touchdown. Um, a very impressive run against Alabama there to give them the uh, two-touchdown lead uh, that they eventually would give up. But when this rolls back, we'll go through it again. So he runs straight up the middle, and then – you know, he could get tackled around the five. There's three defenders surrounding him, one by his feet. Um, but he fights through it, is about to get tackled around the three, um, uses good balance to kind of roll over and lays on the defender and is able to reach the ball out for the touchdown. Um, you know, here's it is in slow motion, doesn't give up, and great awareness to know not to go down and able to score that touchdown here. This is actually going to be a pass from him. It's going to be a wheel route um, and a really nice play by him. I think he has more varied uh, route running out of the backfield than Brees Hall. Um, this is, you know, a wheel route, and he's able to kind of backpedal and catch it um, in a very difficult throw and be able to catch it in, on the boundary. So we'll run it again. So he comes out of the backfield. They kind of run, you know, a mini little rub or pick play. And then he kind of gets up there. The throw's a little late, but, you know, he's backpedaling and still makes the catch and gets both feet in bounds. So that would be good for an NFL throw. So not much against Bama, but he did have some nice plays um, there. So this next game, um, they did lose against Mississippi State, but he did have, you know, some nice runs. He Here he um, comes towards the middle, Caesars nothing, and has the speed to run outside and gain nine yards on um, the defenders to the outside. So here's another one where he, he kind of stops in the middle, um, hesitates, and then the defense over pursues, and he's able to run outside and then get a good 19 yards. He gets kind of tripped up um, there, or he probably would have scored a touchdown with his ability to kind of run through defenders. 
the next play is actually going to be a block. So um, this is just a replay of it. See, he kind of cuts in, um, makes the one Mississippi State defender come towards there, and kind of once he cuts outside, the block kind of um, gets in the way of that defender where the defender gets caught um, in kind of the mess there, and he's able to get outside. So this next play, he's, it's going to be a pass block. And one thing I will say, uh, I think he is a much better, maybe not much better, but he's a better pass blocker than Brees. Um, with his size, he's able to stand up defenders and really hold those blocks. So you'll see this. The linebacker is coming up the middle. He's able to pick it up and allow the quarterback to throw a uh, touchdown to the uh, Jalen Weidermeyer, the tight end. A very nice play and you know very important in the NFL be able to block, and I think that's something that NFL teams will definitely um, like to see. So here's another run out of the shotgun. Goes just up the middle, breaks a tackle about two yards past the line of scrimmage, and then carries a couple defenders um, four or five more yards. So another instance where he's able to break those tackles. Um, as you see here, he cuts back. He's taken there around the 50 breaks that tackle and they're able to run through. And this shows this um this play though, he did fumble going outside. So that is something that we'd like to see better. He switches it to the right hand, but then the defender kind of swipes and he loses the ball out of bounds. Luckily it's just out of bounds, but that's something, you know, ball security, you definitely want to see um, him handle the ball better. Snet's so highlight package is against Missouri. They have a very poor run defense, but he still played very well right there running up the middle. This play, he, he runs outside. He's able to, you know, um, this is one of the instances where I say I wish he could uh, break tackles a little better. So when it comes up, he goes straight to the outside because he knows he can outrun that defender, which is good. So as he's running, there's going to be a defender come up, kind of grab his leg, and I would kind of like to see him step through this tackle. He kind of, you know, just stumbles for a couple yards. I'd like to see him come through that that tackle because, as we've seen on the highlights, he's able to run through a lot of tackles like that. Here's a closer view. See the defender coming up. Either make a move or be able to run through that tackle. He kind of just runs at him and then just kind of falls down. Nothing horrible, but like I said, you know, these three guys are – the top three. So we just want to be able to see, you know, everything they can do. So this is a nice cut by Isaiah Spiller. He runs up the middle, sees the defender, makes a, a cut to the right, and is able to score a touchdown there for Texas A&M. Here's another run to the outside. Um, is able to just, you know, just shows off his speed to get, get the yardage there. Here's a little screen pass to Spiller. He catches it um, and then evades the one defender and is able to get three or four yards um, tiptoeing the sideline. There's another run by Spiller. He breaks a couple tackles. Just a little spin. He just shows his shiftiness and his ability to break tackles. And this is the last one against Missouri. He runs to the outside, is able to run through a few people, um, carries two defenders for about eight yards. Like I said, Missouri's defense is not great, but still uh, a nice play by him that shows his power. So now we're uh, moving on to his game against South Carolina. 
This is where he cuts in. Then um, I like how he kind of lowers his body and is able to um, avoid these arm tackles. Another catch out to the side, um, avoids one tackle, and then is able to get a first down. Um, great thing with Spiller, just like Brees Hall, is that he never gets tackled by the first guy. So here's another block by uh, by Spiller. You know, the defender comes into um, the middle and he's able to take the block and allow the quarterback to um, make the nice throw. So that's, you know, an another part of his game. See the replay right here. He steps up, sees it, blocks him right away, stands him up. So that's another great play. Here's a nice little, you know, outlet pass to Spiller. He makes one man miss, cuts inside, makes another and then gains a few extra yards. He's, um, you know, a, a, a very good receiver that will be one in the NFL. There's another where he kind of, you know, he's very he's very slippery and kind of cuts back and forth and just, you know, that shows great power yet again. And the last one for this, um, for Spiller, is give me this Colorado where Texas a struggled and only beat Colorado 10-7, to but did have a few nice catches, another catch to the outside. Um, gives him a little dead leg and is able to cut um, through there to get the first down near the end of the half. So we'll see here. This is actually the um, the play that wins the game for Texas A&M. It's another little wheel route, um, a nice throw over the defender, and he's able to make you know a wide receiver type you know catch in the end zone. Nothing easy. Um, able to catch it easily for the uh, for the touchdown that would give them the lead. So third, so for Spiller, um, you know, I do, I do like Brees uh, Hall better as a complete back, but I think Spiller has the higher um, upside and um, ceiling just because of his size and his power. Um, you know, looks like a better blocker um, overall. Um, like to see a little more consistency, and I think Brees Hall showed more explosive plays, but um, Spiller is very, very good. And you know, a lot of play again, I would like him in Atlanta, possibly uh, Miami, depending on what they do. Um, but I think both Brees and Isaiah Spiller are, are can be lead backs for teams. So, lastly, we'll talk about Kenneth Walker. He, he's the one that kind of came out of nowhere this season, he transferred from Wake Forest to Michigan State and had a great year. You see, you know, the other two kind of had good years all three years. You see 2019-2020, you know, a little under 600 yards, only 17 touchdowns those first two years. And this year gets with Michigan State. He just blew up with over 1,600 yards, over six yards carry, 18 touchdowns. The one question with him is his, is his receiving ability. He did have 13 catches this year, but for only 89 yards, where he's only had 19 for his career. I think that's just more scheme than him actually not being able to do it. But Walker analytics, you know, he really carried this Michigan State team um, much of the way. Dominator of over 34%. Yards per team play, 1.96. As I said, did not catch a lot of passes, so his receiving market share is only 5.35. So he's not going to be the receiving threat as the other two, but I think he can, you know, come out of the backfield and still make some um, nice catches. I think this could be similar to 
um, a Leonard Fournette situation where in, at LSU he wasn't asked to catch the ball, but he is able to. And we'll see some plays where he's able to catch the ball in here too. So the first game is going to be against Miami. Um, right off the bat, a 20-yard run where he, you know, a nice hole, and then he showed his speed to be able to run past players. And um, I like that he doesn't run out of bounds. He runs over a defender. Um, another run where he goes outside, beats the outside defender, runs over, you know, a defensive back and another guy trying to tackle him. So one thing I want to mention is I think Kenneth Walker, unlike the other two, plays um, both in the shotgun, you know, or pistol and, uh, you know, receives handoffs from um, a tradition, more traditional where the quarterback's under the center. So let's go ahead and go here again. It's going to be another nice run by Walker. He, I, you know, the run's supposed to be to the right side, but he cuts it even further out and is able to get out there and get extra yards. Um, this shows, you know, his ability to catch the ball, nice hands catch, makes a guy miss, and then gets, you know, a couple extra yards, only four yards, but shows he does have natural ability to catch the ball. So this is another uh, play from under center. It's kind of a counter. He run, you know, goes to the outside and is able to get a nice um Nice game. And this next play is going to actually be where he catches a touchdown. So to show his ability to be able to do that. And this it shows um, goes to the left, then he cuts it back to the right, um, is able to outrun defenders. And then, you know, it's blocked pretty well and he gets good yardage. Now this play, he kind of just comes out, nice hands catch, breaks a tackle, and is able to dot, you know, stumble into the end zone. So these are the type of things that he can do catching the ball. Another run right at the middle, but is able to cut to the left, cut back to the right, run over a couple players. So although he's a more uh, traditional, tough runner, he does have some moves, a little shiftiness to be able to make defenders miss. Another one that's under center. He cuts from the right, then cuts back to the left, runs through two defenders, and then is finally tackled by a defensive lineman well down the field. Out of the shotgun, he is right here. It's going to be a screen to him. Another nice catch. He breaks a few tackles and is able to gain about four or five yards. Another run up here. Spins out of two tackles and then is finally tackled by the third player um, from Miami. So he is another player. It's hard to tackle. Um, and this is by far his best game of the year against Michigan. Um I think most of the, the highlights are going to be of his touchdown, so we'll just go ahead and roll it. At this time, Michigan's defense was top five against the run, and he really just showed the weaknesses. You know, he cuts up here, kind of gets stuck up in, you know, the clogged middle, but doesn't allow – doesn't just stop, keeps moving his legs, bounces off, goes to the left, and then is able to um, run for a touchdown. You know, this just shows that he never stops moving his legs. So let's play 18-yard run. Um, again, you think he's caught, and then he cut, comes out of the pile, breaks a couple tackles. And here's another a touchdown where they do the hurry up. You know, he's able to just get in there for a touchdown. This will get replayed, but this is, a, you know, a nice oh, – let me actually replay it. He actually comes in for a nice little block right there. On the, on the defender, let's go ahead and replay that again. So you'll see him coming out right here, 
Um, and he's going to block the defender up here to give a, a little room for the quarterback as he's scrambling. You see the quarterback scrambling out to the left. He's out in the flat. So he keeps continuing, sees that the, the quarterback's coming out. He doesn't know if he's going to run or not. So then he comes and um, gets the linebacker so the linebacker can't attack the quarterback. And then he's able to make a nice throw down the field. So here's another run, gets to the outside, breaks a tackle, another one. And you see the, the nice speed that he's able to beat everyone down the field. Another run here, um, a nice hole in the, in the middle. He's able to run through that and able to just avoid the um, the incoming tackle from Michigan. Um, you know, a lot – his runs don't have as much shiftiness, um, but he's just a strong runner, and he does have that Nets-level gear to get very long touchdowns, as you'll see. This one against Northwestern is a very uh, long touchdown coming in. He goes to the middle, cuts out to the left, breaks a arm tackle, and then just shows the Jets where he's able to go for 70-plus uh, yards. No Northwestern, they might not have the most speed, but still impressive. That was his first play of the year. Here's another run where he cuts to the outside and is able to get down to the, to the three. And this is going to be another impressive run. It's only three-yard touchdown, but watch the under the center. You know, he gets the handoff, stops in the middle, cuts back, and it's able to walk in for the easy touchdown. This is a play where he does miss a block. You see him right here. And the defender comes off, and he just kind of whiffs. He's not the reason that the uh, quarterback got sacked, but still you would like to see a bet better effort there. Here's another run by him. And here's one where he follows the blocks. He's able to run through these uh, tacklers for about three or four yards. Here's another missed block. I mean, he kind of gets the block a little bit. Let's go back. So you're going to see him right here. There's someone coming at the middle. It gets a little bit of a chip, but I would like to see a better block here. So you see there, kind of doesn't have great form when he blocks it, just kind of runs, and then the defender comes through. But enough time for the quarterback to make that play. So here's another run. You know, he just shows speed to get to the outside, and he shows his ability to stretch, knows where the end zone is, and is able to score the touchdown there. He just has a nose for the end zone and to, you know, get the necessary yardage that the team needs. So nice speed to get the outside. Not, you know, elite speed, but he has very nice speed to get to the outside. Here's another run. It was on fourth down, you know, able to kind of salt the game away. And the last game for him is going to be against Rutgers. He has a few nice runs. Um, he actually has another, you know, long run here. But this first one is going to be an over 10-yard run, cuts to the right, breaks a tackle, is able to run through a couple more players to the outside, get above 10 yards. So when he goes through the middle, once he gets contact, he falls forward for two or three extra yards. Pretty typical run. Um, another 15-yard run out here. He, this one, he goes to the outside, cuts inside, and lowers his shoulder and is able to get a couple extra yards. And this last one is going to be a the 90-yard touchdown. We're replaying this one. Shows nice burst to get outside. I like that he just presses the holes and goes immediately, not much dancing. So here's a play where they are at the five-yard line um, under center. 
He comes up the middle. They block it well. Shows nice burst to get outside of the defender. And then once he makes a couple arm tackles miss, um, he's just off to the races and is able um, to score the touchdown, showing plenty enough speed to get these big, long gains. So, um, so that is it for uh, Kenneth Walker. So, like I said, he's more of a traditional back. I could say in the, you know, kind of same realm of or type of back as, say, a Leonard Cornette, you know, kind of a pounder run through it. But I think he has more balance and shows uh, more long playmaking ability. Um, I think he can catch the ball in a lot of short outlets, um, make some people miss. But he's definitely going to be the more traditional um, running back out of the top three. I think um, – Hall and Spiller will be will be drafted um, possibly in the second round, and I could see uh, Walker in the you know mid third round, uh, depending on how quickly running backs go. Because last year in the second and third rounds there were not nearly as as many um, running backs taken as you've seen some start to slip with NFL teams not taking them as highly. So that is the uh, breakdown of those uh, three running backs. So make sure to subscribe. And um, we'll, we'll, we'll actually be um, next week going over wide receivers, specifically uh, the main two uh, of the uh, class, uh, Traylon Burks and Garrett Wilson. And I will have a special guest for that one. So I will catch you guys um, next week. Thanks for joining.